Hi, welcome to the I Just Want to Chat podcast. I'm Mary, and today we're going to be talking about episode two of season 13 of The Bachelorette, my top picks for Rachel's top four, all of the DeMario drama, why I think that they should just call it a day and give Peter the final rose now, and unfortunately, we're going to have to talk about the Waboom guy again, but it's all going to be worth it. It's just me again today, but stick around. It should be a good show. All right, so let's just hop into it. First of all, I know I did this last week, but I'm going to take a minute to explain my absence again and why this is so freaking late. So again, I want to upload all of these episodes the day after The Bachelorette airs, but I moved this week. I moved from Utah to Las Vegas on Monday, so it was just kind of like crazy. My in-laws were here like helping us unload, and it'd be kind of awkward to be like, Hey, thanks for helping us move all day. Mind, like, watching my baby for, like, another hour while I go talk about The Bachelor to my computer? As you could see, like, that would be pretty awkward. And we also didn't have internet until, like, last night. So here I am. I did, I do have to say, I am dedicated to an extent where I watched The Bachelorette on, like, my LTE data. So I'm definitely going to be hitting my data cap early this month. But you know what? It's worth it. This was a really good episode. I am satisfied and it was worth the whatever data um, it cost me to watch episode two on Hulu. But yeah, let's just jump in. Um, and again, I promise that next week I will have episode three, my episode three recap up the day after The Bachelorette airs, so that would be on Tuesday. Don't know what time on Tuesday. I'll fall into a schedule soon, though. I know I will. And also, I hope to have another episode of the I Just Want Chat podcast out sometime this week where I just chat about, like, some other TV I've been watching and music and, like, things I've been liking. This isn't just going to be a Bachelorette podcast, but just this podcast is just things that I want to chat about, and whenever The Bachelor is on, even when it's not on, Basically, that's all I want to chat about. So, yeah, there's my disclaimer on that. Not that I have to, like, defend myself to anybody, but to the four people that asked where the podcast was this week, I felt like you really deserved a three-minute explanation. So, there you go. Um, and real briefly, during my absence, that whole... Uh, confifi thing happened with donald trump which has been so entertaining could have been more entertaining than anything i would talk about i kind of want to just make a confifi um podcast where i just talk about my favorite memes about it about that donald trump tweet so that should have kept you entertained enough while you're waiting for the pod if you don't know what i'm talking about just go on twitter and look it up but there's no way that you don't know what i'm talking about right this was like as far as like internet memes go, I would say that number one is like the dress. Remember the dress debacle from like two years ago? Um, like what color was the dress? Those had the best memes. And then I would say the Taylor Swift snake thing had number two best memes. But then Confifi, I would say, had the third best memes. Confifi is my third favorite internet sensation in the last couple of years. Quote me, but don't at me if you disagree. 
Um, anyway, <laughs> on to what I actually want to talk about, uh, The Bachelorette. This episode had everything, meaning it had Peter. Peter is everything. Um, and it also had a cute dog in a cast. I'm not even a dog person, but I could appreciate how cute that was. It had a cute dog in a cast, and it had a one-on-one date in my hometown. It had, like, one-on-one date where I had my prom photos taken, I think. I don't know. My best friend's boyfriend works there at the restaurant that Peter and Rachel worked at. Um, and he, like, supposedly, like, helped, like, cook the meal. And I know they don't actually eat, but... I was, you know, I was living for it. I was like, they're driving down my street. They're driving down Washington Street. Anyway, we'll get to that later. But, yeah, I had a cute one-on-one date in my hometown. I had a Jerry Springer-like confrontation. And kind of had a curveball, which um, we'll get into later. But, yeah, this was a really, really good episode. And I've seen a lot of people say, like, this didn't really... T- feel like an episode two this felt like an episode like five or six based on like some of the connections that we saw and I definitely agree I think that overall my impression of this season and this episode in particular is that Rachel already has a very good idea of who's gonna make it far and normally I'd be annoyed by that like with Ben's season you knew like basically from the get-go that was gonna be Lauren and I kind of wished, like, oh, I wish that they would kind of, like, throw us a little bit, but Lauren is so clearly his type, and with, like, Vanessa's season, Nick and Vanessa, like, that was so clear, and JoJo, like, but every season, you know, like, who they're basically going to pick. And, of course, this season, I'm hopeful that will be Peter, because he is perfect, but Rachel just doesn't have a type, I feel like, and the guys that she's gravitating towards... I don't think have anything really in common. So it's really anyone's game. I'm like, I'm interested to see who it's going to be um, at the end and at the final four. But um, I think Rachel already knows at this point because she's not invested in any of the conversations except for a couple of them. But we'll get into that. Um, anyway, so we start off this episode, uh, with the first group date and it's with Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis, which I thought was so cool. And they both looked really good. I don't know why I was surprised that these like two movie stars look really good, but I feel like we haven't seen a lot of them lately or maybe I've just been out of the loop, but I swear Mila Kunis hasn't been in anything for a while and I don't think Ashton Kutcher has either. Um... But it was nice to see them. It was nice to see that they were, like, genuine fans of the show. It was funny that Ashton mentioned that people thought that he looked like Jared from Caitlyn's season. I'd never thought that until right now, but I totally get it. And I think that's funny that that's what prompted him to watch the show. Um, yeah, so basically what it was was it was Ashton and Mila kind of refing this challenge, uh where they had half of the guys from the mansion. They brought them out for a group date. I wish I wrote down all their names. But really, this was like... This was the B team. Ashton said it himself. Rachel's man was not there. Like... Except for maybe Dean. But... I'm... I'm not feeling this group of guys. 
But the activity that they did was kind of refreshing. They did the husband material obstacle course, which was nice. I know that a lot of people thought it was problematic, but you know what? With shows like this, unless it's like blatant like violence or like racism or something, the show rocks, but it's also crap. Just take it for what it is. But then again, maybe that's my, I don't know privilege showing or something um i don't really care too much about how problematic this show is but yeah i thought it was kind of a delightful date i think it's so annoying that we had to sit through more waboom stuff and again i side with ashton kutcher when lucas the waboom guy was like hey can i teach you how to do my catchphrase and adam kutcher ashton kutcher was like, no. Why Why do you have a catchphrase? Like, that's stupid. Like, no, I don't want to participate in that. I was like, yes, Ashton, you are speaking for America. No one watching wants to participate in the Waboom thing. No one is interested. Um, But yeah, so they do the challenge and Lucas ends up winning. Kind of because he, like, shoves Kenny at one point. And... Trust me, if Kenny or any of the other guys knew that, like, shoving the other people was an option, Lucas would not have won. Kenny is a pro wrestler, and he's just, like, built. Like, he's, like, super muscly. As were, like, a lot of the guys there, like, Iggy could have shoved him. Kenny could have shoved him. I can't even remember who else was on the date because this group of guys is so irrelevant to me. But... Lucas won um, due to technicality, I feel like. Also, he was, like, letting that little baby drown the whole time. I don't know. Would not have picked Lucas as my winner. I'm curious to see what the prize for that activity would have been. Um, they probably either, like, cut it out or Rachel was just like, nah. No thanks. Don't want to do it anymore. Um, but, yeah. I agree with, with Ashton. The, the winning guy was not in that group. Uh, so they go to the night portion, and Rachel wasn't even vibing with the guys, and she said that. Like, all the conversations were super, like, mundane and this kind of, like, small talky. I can't remember if this is where Iggy had the thumb war with Rachel or not, but things just weren't going good. Freaking Jack Stone, how awkward was that when he was sitting, like, super close to Rachel, kind of, like, boxing her in, like, caging her in, like hoping to, like, get a kiss. It just, like, gave me awkward flashbacks to every Tinder date I ever went on in Provo where I'm just, like, huddled in the corner with my fro-yo, like, mm-hmm, that's great. Fro-yo, anything else you want to talk about before you take me home soon, please? And then, like, they're just kind of, like, caging you in and, like, be like, so what do you study again? I don't know. It was triggering for me watching Jack Stone do that. That's all I'm trying to say. Reminding me of every awkward Provo dude. That just wants to kiss that I ever went out with. Awkward. Goodbye, Jack Stone. Go home. Or go go on Paradise. I'm sure you'll do fine there. I'm sure mm, one of the girls there will go on a date with you or something. I don't know. He would be. Here's the thing about Jack Stone. He's objectively cute, but on a show like this, 
it's this weird. And then also every time like I hear him talk or like hear him do something, it's just weird. He did have like a good sob story. Is it good the right word? He had a compelling sob story in his intro package on the first episode, but I need him to go home. I need him to go home so bad. Anyway, um, but yeah, Rachel wasn't vibing with any of the guys. Uh, and then we had to watch that horrible, just drawn out, boring drama with Lucas and Blake E or whatever. And it was poorly edited in my opinion. So here's the backstory on Blakey and Lucas. They didn't talk about it on the show, but I've like read it in a lot of like Bachelor blogs and tweets and stuff. Both of those people, Blakey and Lucas, they were both on a show called Exiled, which I guess the concept of it was like you go off to an island with your ex and then like you watch them date other people or something. Sounds stupid as heck. No wonder I haven't watched it. And I have, as you can tell, I have really low standards for what I'll watch. Like, I'll basically watch and, like, be entertained by anything. That show sounds dumb as heck to me. Anyway, they were both on that show, so they had, like, some history. So Blakey is like, I know the real story about Lucas. He just wants to be on TV. And I'm like, first of all, Blake... You also want to be on TV, given the fact that you know this guy from another reality show, and now you're on another reality show. Like, when people call out people for not being there for the right reasons, in, like, in the broad sense, like, there's cases like Demario or, like, Robbie from last season and stuff where it's just, like, so obvious why they want to be on there. Um... Just don't call out people for being there for the wrong reasons because you're also there to be on TV or for the experience or whatever. I said this in the last podcast. If you are there purely to find love, you think that you've exhausted all of your options and this is the only way that you, a handsome, employed guy with a decent personality can find a date something is wrong with you that is more of a red flag to me than someone saying yeah I thought it'd be a good experience it's something I haven't done before I get to travel around a little bit and I'm open to finding love that's like all you could ask for so this whole drama with Blakey being like I need to tell everyone who the real Lucas is and then they like tried to cut out all the parts about him being on another reality show how they just talked about like oh yeah we were roommates or something is this effing weird? I don't know. It was just reaching. The This season has kind of been reaching for drama, to be honest. There's no definite villain yet. Um, and I know that we'll get a villain soon because I've seen the preview and I've seen um, tweets about somebody else, and I'll get into that in a moment. But this season is just kind of reaching for drama. And I think Kenny spoke for all of us during that Lucas and Blake E drama where Kenny's just like, these white guys are crazy. I want no part in it. I'm going to like go sit in another room or something because they're just talking in circles. Like it was just Blake E saying, I know what your intentions are. And Lucas is like, okay. Blake's like, and I'm going to tell people what your intentions are. And Lucas is like, 
I think it's pretty dang clear what my intentions are. I came here with a t-shirt with my catchphrase on it. You know? Dumb. Effing dumb. And, yeah. So that's basically all about the group date. Except for Dean. Okay, how... Did anybody predict that Dean was going to do well? Like, given, like, on the cast bios and his entrance on the... After the final rose? No. He had that awkward joke, which I actually think I'm never going to bring up again, because if it doesn't offend Rachel, then I'm not offended by it. it I think it was just in poor taste. I think that if you're going to tell a joke that would potentially offend people, I'd probably say as a general rule, err on the side of not telling that joke. But then again, that's coming from someone that puts their foot in their mouth five times a day. I probably already did that like twice on this podcast today, and we're only like 17 minutes into this. So I I forgive Dean for that, and I will not bring it up anymore. But the odds were stacked against him. He's way younger than Rachel. He's like 25 or something. Um, and they just like really seem to be hitting it off. Their conversation was so natural and no wonder he won the group date rose. I'm so glad that he was on that date because I think Rachel would have really been feeling discouraged about the guys that she has to choose from because she wasn't really vibing with any of them. I'm surprised that she hasn't hit it off with Kenny yet. I thought that Kenny was going to be a contender, but now I'm thinking not so much. I think that she'll probably send him home early so he could be with his daughter. Which is nice if she knows that they're not going to be together. Um, I want to say something real quick. So you know how like Rachel was wearing that beautiful red lipstick? And at the end of the date, they like had that kiss and it kind of like rubbed off. I feel like in her whole conversation with Dean... Her lipstick, like, already looked rubbed off, and then they, like, touched it up after. So does anybody else think that they had their first kiss before that exit? That's what I'm thinking. Or I'm thinking that she kissed somebody else, and they just edited it out. Um, or, like, maybe that first kiss happened, and then they brought her back in for more conversation with Dean, and just, like, edited it poorly. I don't know, but clearly something was happening with her lipstick you can tell that they um, there was some smooching going on that they cut out. Who knows who she was smooching with. Can you guys all hear my baby crying in the background right now? She's with Alex. She's with her dad, so all is well. I hope that you can't hear this too much. Anyway, but yeah, I'm Team Dean now. Not as the winner of this. I know that's going to be Peter deep down in my heart. But I'm Team Dean for Paradise or Eden. It's too early to call who the next Bachelor will be. But I see a lot of buzz online about him, people wanting him to be the next Bachelor. I think they're probably going to try to have a a man of color on there. Um, Which would be good. Uh, Just because it would bring out some different people in casting and stuff and make for a more compelling show. But I'm Team Dean. I think that he is a decent, nice guy who's funny. I think that a producer put him up to that joke that I'm not going to talk about anymore. Anyway, overall, good first segment. If they took out all the Lucas and Blake stuff, it would have been perfect. Lucas and Blake, the only silver lining is that I don't think that Rachel is feeling any of them. 
And it's not like Rachel needs Waboom Guy for drama or anything anymore. And they probably wanted to get Lucas out of there quickly so they could put him on Bachelor in Paradise. So the end is near for both of them. So that's a good thing, right? That's a silver lining. Um, yeah, so next we have the Peter date. And yeah, this is what happened in my hometown. This happened in La Quinta in Palm Springs. Went to La Quinta High School. Shout out Blackhawks, class of 2013. I'm embarrassing myself now. Um, anyway, it was funny to see my hometown there. Anyway, so they fly down to Palm Springs, which is just a waste of fuel, in my opinion. It takes about two hours to drive there from L.A. I know that time is of the essence, but I feel like they could have even taken a helicopter there which is i don't know much about the mechanics of flight but that's got to be more efficient than oh flying a whole plane down there i think it would honestly equal out to be in the same amount of time since the airport is in palm springs and they were in la quinta and that's like a 30 minute drive anyway but um i can see that whole dog date happening in real life to be honest Around Coachella Fest time, which is, I think, like, right around when they filmed this, there are so many stupid parties like that. Not only is Palm Springs a super dog-centric town, I they bring in, like, these sponsored parties all the time. So I saw a lot of people saying, like, that dog party was so fake, but I could see it happening. I could see that being a real thing. It was sponsored. Has anyone noticed that there's a lot more sponsored things on this season? I mean, normally we have, like, the jacuzzi sponsorships and things like that, but there's a lot more sponsorships this season that I've been seeing. Um, anyway, the dog thing was super cute. Then they go to dinner that was supposedly made by my best friend's boyfriend. And when I say supposedly, I don't mean that, um, that I think that my best friend Marquis is lying. I mean, I think that he definitely made them dinner whether or not that was the dinner the dinner on the table that they ate because they don't actually eat on the dates they like eat like in their car or something this all matters right this is why you guys listen for this like compelling these compelling hot takes on the bachelor anyway um they talked about the gaps in their teeth which is super cute as someone who grew up with a gap in their teeth and couldn't wait to get it like fixed like with braces I admire both of them for wanting to keep it and it gave me a little bit of confidence because I was irresponsible and didn't wear my retainers and now my gap is kind of coming back so I thought if perfect Peter and perfect Rachel both have gaps then I too can have a little bit of a gap I think if it gets bigger I'll get it fixed again you guys don't care about this I'll stop talking Anyway, um, yeah, they're definitely connecting. Love that they both talked about the fact that they went to therapy. I think that that was really good. And I think that they just need to call it. I think that it's really interesting, honestly, that they gave him the first date. Because normally the first date goes to someone who's, like, cute enough and has, like, a good chance and might make it a little far. But it's definitely not the winner. And it's just so clear to me that Peter is the winner. Maybe I'm biased because he's my favorite, but I don't see it. I see maybe Brian winning this thing. 
but so far all their chemistry just seems like really like physical and like sexual and stuff i just think that peter just seems so charming he was the first one out of the limo which is normally a really good sign statistically speaking and yeah i just call it now you know call it now and give all these guys some extra time to get to paradise to beef up not that they need to beef up anymore i think they're all pretty muscly but you know that they want to to go impress uh, whoever from next season is gonna be there which by the way um on like the bachelor group chat i'm on this morning we were all discussing about how a lot of the girls that will be going to paradise from next season all actually have boyfriends in real life so their boyfriends are fine with them going to paradise for a month and even like potentially like getting engaged just for like the instagram sponsorships and like the fame and stuff it's so annoying i don't know this franchise is kind of going awry for me still like it but yeah i think that's all about peter's date oh except for the fireworks thing was like super cute but i'm wondering how they got that to happen because the noise code in Lakington Palm Springs is super strict because there are so many freaking old people that live there. Um, anyway, back to things that actually matter. The basketball date. The moment we've all been waiting for. Who is this? We've been seeing the teasers that a girlfriend is going to come to this basketball date and confront somebody. And someone's like not there for the right reasons. And of course they had teased that Demario was not there for the right reasons. But also... Demario had been like so set up as like the perfect guy and so I feel like I expected them to drag it out a little bit longer you know maybe they're going to be traveling really soon and they had to do this girlfriend thing now but honestly I feel like they should have waited until like hometowns or something to do it you know that Demario like would have made it to hometowns if Rachel didn't know about this which sounds rude to say, but I could, I just, I wouldn't put it past production to toy with the game like that and to drag it out and make it kind of more heartbreaking. To take out such a top contender so quickly is just really surprising to me. Um, but yeah, so the whole episode, we see Demario being like so cocky and they're clearly setting it up for him to be the guy that's going to cross Rachel. But yeah, so we have the basketball date. Where Kareem Ab Abdu Jabbar is there. I'm probably just really ignorant, but I had no idea who this man was. But Alex, who was like not even in the room when I was watching the show, and I was watching it like in the bathroom off my phone while I was getting ready, so the volume wasn't that loud. He somehow, with like his supersonic hearing, heard his kareem's name mentioned and he like runs over and he's like is that kareem or whatever he was very excited the bachelor is bringing couples together not just ashton and mila but mary and alex too um anyway but that was cool that he was there i guess he's like a legend and stuff um whatever all that matters is demario right i couldn't tell you whose team won that game i couldn't even tell you who was on the date but yeah totally thought 
that Demario was a front runner. I did have like a couple doubts when he didn't get an intro package, but then again, I don't think that anybody who will actually go far got an intro package. Peter didn't get an intro package. Brian didn't. Like, I just, I don't know. I could maybe see that Alex guy kind of going far, maybe like top six or seven. He got an intro package. Kenny did, who I thought would go far, but it doesn't seem like they're vibing. Anyway, um, so yeah. So basically, the girlfriend comes to this basketball game, meets Rachel under like the pretense of her being a fan, but Rachel already had to know that something was up. Clearly, the girl was miked, and they had like a little setup for them to meet. And she tells Rachel, like, Demario is not who you think he is. He was my ex-boyfriend up until three days before... Or he was my boyfriend up until three days before I saw him on After the Final Rose and he ghosted me and stuff. Which, if true, that is freaking horrible. Screw you, Demario. Um, and I, I believe the girl, but I think that maybe her perception on the situation was screwed. But I do think that Demario needed to be more forthcoming at the same time. Um, but so, yeah, Rachel brings out Demario to like defend himself and to have this confrontation happening and demario's reactions got funnier and funnier because first he gets picked out and he thinks that he's being singled out like for being so good because they did have like a good connection during the date and everyone thought that he was like getting a rose or something so he went from like absolutely like elated and then he sees the girl and he goes who's this and then like, pretends he doesn't know her, and then the girl calls him by name and goes, like, karma's a B-word. And he goes, wait, I do know this person. We hooked up once? Eh, a couple more a couple more times. Yeah, yeah, more than once. Um, and then the girl was like, you still have the keys to my apartment. He goes, I don't have the keys to your apartment. You're actually a psycho. And then he goes, oh, actually, I FedExed the keys. So, like, his story was never straight, and it was just getting more and more ridiculous as time went on, which was actually really funny to me. Um, and I'm sure that's not, like, an original thought. Actually, this whole scene was really funny. It was a funny scene. It was dramatic, and it was funny, and it was the highlight of the episode beside Peter. Um, but honestly, like, Lexi's defense was worse. I feel like... Like, Lexi came there... She was ridiculous. She has the right to be upset. 100%. If Demario ghosted her, anybody that, like, ghosts other people is just stupid. But if Demario, like, up and just left, he's an a-hole. Um, but Lexi definitely had the right to be upset, but she was clearly... Clearly, they're looking for the Instagram sponsorships and whatever. Like, I don't know. She just wanted to be on TV. She wanted to be, like, the cash-me-outside girl. Like, she went there, like, ready to fight. Like, it was so... It reminded me so much of, like, an episode of, like, Maury or, like, Jerry Springer or something. And, like, this sounds so horrible of me, but... That is not like the outfit or hair or nails or just like the overall look and attitude that I would want to present myself on TV with. 
do you catch my drift? Like, do you understand what I'm trying to say? Beautiful girl. Great raw material. Just need to fix it up a little bit. Um, like, I wouldn't have worn, like, an orange shirt on TV. You know, that's what I'm trying to say here. Um, but, yeah, her defense was even worse. It goes, look, look at the proof. I, I have texts, and the texts were kind of weird too like demario was kind of trying to close things off over text but he didn't do it fully and he goes last time i went to your apartment we decided to stop talking and she's like yeah last time you came over and like we had sex liz voice we had sex um yeah so she was like look look at the proof and she was looking right at the camera and going i swear on my dad's grave I swear on my kittens. And the kittens thing really got me. I couldn't stop laughing. I swear on my kittens. That's what I'm going to start saying when I mean business. Um, but yeah. Lexi was ridiculous. Demario is a piece of work. And all the while, Rachel is just fuming and like looking for the truth. And I, I was feeling her when she was like so upset. And she's like upset with production. She's like, just let me go home. Like... I did not come here to be played. Like, I didn't come here for this, like, drama stuff. Like, Chris Harrison was there at the date. Chris Harrison is never there for the dates. Like, I'm so proud of Rachel for, like, having none of it. She's like, nope, nope, not going to engage. Not going to engage with this stuff. I will not be played. Um, But, yeah, I was living for when she walked off and, like, wouldn't even talk to Chris. It was so good. Um, And side note... Don't we all love how Demario kept saying, um, she assassinated my character. She assassinated my character, which I call me ignorant, but I believe is a term that Taylor Swift coined, um, when Kim Kardashian called her a snake, uh, which is just really funny to me because Demario and Taylor Swift were both snakes. Um, but yeah. So the group date cocktail party happens and I can't even remember who gets the rose. Let me look it up. I Like I know that they all wanted to like defend her and stuff. Okay, it was Josiah. Josiah won the group date rose. And you know what? Josiah is also bugging me. I thought that he was a front runner. I loved his intro package. Last episode I cried about his intro package. I really liked him. But he is, he's being too cocky. For someone that, other th- like he was being cocky before Rachel gave him the rose. He's being too cocky for someone that didn't have a really good connection with her in the first place. And we haven't really seen a good connection. If the DeMario stuff hadn't happened, DeMario would have gotten that rose. DeMario would have made it to top four. Josiah, calm down. And just be, like, a little bit more humble, you know? You're a good-looking dude. You're educated. You have a lot in common with Rachel. You guys, like, are from the same area. And you guys have the same type of profession. And you guys are similar in age. You have so much going for you. Just cut the the boasting, you know? I would like him a lot more if he did that. Um, and then there's the real cocktail party uh with everybody first we have to see brian my notes just say ugh brian like she's still feeling him so 
I can't say too much about it, but no, Rachel, no. He's not cute. I I saw that clip of him on the Ellen show, and I'm not a fan of him. I would like him to not be on the show anymore, but I know that's not going to happen. I know that he's probably going to make it pretty far. Um, yeah, nothing really happens in the cocktail party. DeMario comes back um, to plead his case, and... Of course, they cut to a cliffhanger, which I'm so freaking sick of. After last season, I feel like we got no rose ceremonies. And it throws off the timing and, like, the storyline of the show so much. Like, every time they do a cliffhanger, I'm not more intrigued. I'm just more annoyed. And then, like, we have to figure out where they... uh, Like, it just throws off the whole groove of the show. That's what I'm trying to say. No more cliffhangers, ABC. I wanted to clap in between all those words, but the mic will pick it up and it will sound horrible. Um, No more cliffhangers. None. I don't want it. But here's what I think is going to happen when DeMario comes back. One of two things. The most likely scenario will be that he goes states his case and rachel goes okay thank you goodbye why would you do that like why why would you do that to me that was pretty messed up i sent home other guys in place of to keep your place so you're a tool see you never see you on after the final rose or whenever i'm obligated to see you next um or i could honestly I think that there's maybe a 15% chance where he comes back, states his case, and then gets back on the show, but we haven't seen him on any previews. So, yeah, if anything, I think that they were really counting on him being on Bachelor in Paradise. So they're giving him this opportunity to come back and have, like, his little swan song and seem like a little bit more of a decent guy. Rachel will say, I'm not feeling it, and then he'll pack his bags for Paradise and then go make out with like Corinne for an episode or something. I think that's what's going to happen. Um, yeah, so that was the episode. Pretty drama-filled episode. Whether or not I liked all the drama, I could have done a lot without a lot of it. But I did love the Jerry Springer type stuff. I loved the Peter date. And I'm excited to see what next episode has. I don't even know if I watched the preview for next episode. Um... Yeah, I'll have to see. Oh, I think the next preview is where Eric and that uh, Luke, I think his name is Luke. Um, That guy with the guitar. I think that's when they have all their drama. And I am not here for that guy. Let, let me see what his name is. I'm so sorry. But... I think... Lee. His name's Lee. I'm so sorry. His name's not Luke. Did everyone see on Twitter all those, like, old racist tweets that Lee has? Not old tweets. To be honest, when when tweets are pulled up from people from, like, 2011 and 2012, and they say some pretty horrible things about, like, the LGBTQ community or... Um, Racist tweets are a little bit harder to forgive. But when things like from that far back come out, I normally just kind of give people a pass. I think 
we as like a society and like I know like me personally if anyone like pulled up anything that I said like that long ago I'm sure that they would find like problematic stuff just because you learn and you grow and you become more tolerant as a person but no Lee like tweeted a lot of this stuff like in October of like 2016 and stuff he tweeted that the NAACP is like on the same level as like the KKK and tweeted a ton of horrible racist stuff so I think that that's where the drama next week will come in um, in the preview with him and it looks like he gets heated with Eric who is a front runner in my eyes so we'll see how that all plays out but Lee will definitely be our next villain um, yeah so my top four picks this week for Rachel's final four is obviously Peter what more can be said that I haven't said already you know um, Dean I think Dean is going to make it far I think that Dean will make it to top three I think that he'll make it to fantasy suite just far enough for him to be potentially the bachelor and then we'll probably um, he'll probably be done and then I think Brian Brian will make it far they just have like a physical chemistry that like we can't deny I'm interested although he annoys the crap out of me I'm interested to see their one on one date and to see more of his personality I'm done with him saying, like, pick up lines to her in Spanish. I want to, like, know who he is. Because I think that Rachel already has a good feel for who he is, but they just haven't shown us that stuff yet. Um, and then for my fourth pick, it's really a toss-up. I don't know who it could be. I could see it being Josiah if he calms down. I could see it being Eric. I've seen him in a lot of previews, and I think that she's probably feeling Eric. And also Anthony. I haven't counted Anthony out yet. I actually have a feeling that Anthony is going to get the next date. Because he wasn't on any of the dates this week. And normally if you're excluded from one, that means that you either got the first impression rose or you're going to get the next date. So I'm kind of thinking that we're going to see a little bit more of Anthony next week. And hopefully that will help us formulate our top four picks. So yeah, overall, still feeling optimistic about the season. But I can't lie, I'm more excited for Bachelor in Paradise at this point, And I'm more excited about other TV that I've been watching lately i'm gonna do an episode later this week hopefully um where i talk a little bit more about handmaid's tale i want to get into it a little bit more in depth um and i want to talk about mommy dead and dearest that documentary on hbo i want to talk about um a lot of stuff and just a quick side note if you are still listening to this and you like the bachelorette and you would like to discuss it with me um, via Skype for this podcast, I would love to have you. Um, just send me a tweet at Mary Person, and we'll plan out the logistics. And yeah, because I think it would be more fun for everyone involved if there were two people on here. And I don't have any friends yet in Las Vegas. I'm going to go to church on Sunday and be like, hey guys, does anyone here watch Bachelorette? Want to be on my podcast? What's a podcast? Like, that's how the conversation would go. It'll be a little bit until I get friends out here. I know that. Um, but yeah, so that's all I have for today. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks so much for sticking around. And yeah, I'll see you later. Thanks. Bye.